From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Amy Keene, and this is FT News. On Monday evening, TransCanada, that's the company seeking to build the Keystone XL oil pipeline, announced it had sent a letter to Secretary John Kerry of the U.S. State Department, asking the State Department to pause its review of the presidential permit application for the Keystone XL pipeline. Joining me in our New York studio is Ed Crooks, the FT's U.S. Industry and Energy Editor. Ed, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Just to start, and for our international listeners, the Keystone Pipeline is a proposed near 2,000-kilometer crude pipeline that would begin in Alberta and extend across the Canada-U.S. border into the, the south of the state of Nebraska. TransCanada has called this a critical infrastructure project for energy security in the United States. Can you explain a bit more about the pipeline and the history of this project? Uh, yes, yeah, certainly. So what it is, uh, as you say, it's a, an oil pipeline essentially to export Canadian oil into the U.S., uh, into refineries where it can be processed, turned into gasoline, jet fuel, everything else that uh, that people use from oil. And it is particularly important to the Canadian industry because uh, essentially the sort of the pipeline capacity that they've got at the moment is not quite full, but it's kind of nearly full. Canadian production has been growing pretty strongly and uh, and Canadian uh, exports into the US have been growing pretty strongly and pretty well, as I say, we're kind of bumping up against the limits of the available capacity in the existing pipelines to carry any more oil. So if the Canadian industry wants to grow, as it does, and there's uh, plans uh, still for even at this time of low oil prices, we still have uh, projects in Canada that are going ahead and are hoping to increase their production. If they want to grow and they want to sell more oil into the US, they need more pipeline capacity. And so that, they're thinking, means Keystone XL. And as I say, probably now in this world of low oil prices, the kind of the pressure for it has gone off a bit. And certainly it was much more kind of intense and people thought it was much more important that the pipeline would go through uh, a couple of years ago when oil prices were much higher and there's much more profit to be made from selling Canadian oil in the US. But even so, it's still something that the industry would like to see. And it's something that they think they'll be looking ahead to a period, maybe a few years from now, maybe quite a, quite a few years from now, you know, maybe a decade or more from now, when the, uh, the oil prices have recovered, uh, that pipeline then they think would be a very useful thing to have. So that's why there's a lot of interest in it. Now, in order for the, this extension to then be extended into the US, TransCanada is waiting on the approval of President Barack Obama. Exactly, that's right. The, the crucial uh, issue with the pipeline is it crosses the border. Because it crosses the border from Canada into the US, it, it needs what's called a presidential permit. So that's something that, as you say, President Barack Obama has to uh, award and say, yeah, it's okay for this to cross the border. And in practice, the sort of the administration of that and everything is done by the US State Department. And so uh, John Kerry, the Secretary of State, has been most recently looking at at it, but uh, formally it's a, it's a presidential decision. And uh, that decision has been waiting a very, very long time. And that's the thing which makes a lot of people in the oil industry really angry about this whole business, is that uh, TransCanada first applied for a permit seven years ago, more than seven years ago now, and they still haven't heard. And there's been countless sort of uh, environmental studies, and people have looked at every single possible aspect of this pipeline and what it would mean both for the local environment, both for the risk of spills from pipeline, that kind of thing, and also its potential impact on climate change and uh, its consequences in terms of greenhouse gas emissions. And it's been chewed over again and again and again and again, and the administration still has not yet come to a decision. So what's the significance of TransCanada now asking the State Department to sort of hold off on, on reviewing this application, or making a decision, rather, on this application? 
So essentially, I think what this says is that they are giving up on the hopes that the administration will come to a view the current administration. in the near future. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, the current exactly. administration, exactly. And that's the crucial detail. So what they've said is basically, uh, and it's quite a, a cunning little kind of uh, uh, trick they've pulled, which is they're saying they want to look again at the route through Nebraska. Nebraska is the, uh, a state that it'll cover um, a lot of ground in uh, the pipeline route uh, in the United States at the sort of the end of the Keystone XL route is uh, right at the south end of Nebraska. And there's been a lot of argumentation over what should be the exact route through Nebraska, and it's been changed a couple of times and so on. What TransCanada say is, well, we've got a route we would really like to take through Nebraska, and so we're going to go back to the Nebraska state regulator, the Public Utilities Commission, and say, we want this route. And therefore, the commission will have to look at that, and therefore, there'll be a long delay. They say seven to 12 months more of delay. Which could bring us to the U.S. presidential election. Exactly. And they say while that investigation in Nebraska is going on, the federal government should not come to a decision either way. So you count up seven to 12 months from now. The election is 12 months from now. Uh, The uh, new president, whoever it is, will be inaugurated in the following January. So... If the State Department does indeed do what TransCanada wants and delay a decision, that means that either President Obama might just rush through a decision in his very last months in office, which is possible, but given he's shown no great signs of rushing until now, it's quite unlikely, or it would become a decision for the next president. So TransCanada is taking a bit of a gamble, I guess you could say, on who will become the next president of the United States. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Hillary Clinton, the front front runner for the Democratic nomination, has been on the fence for a long time. She was, of course, at the State Department originally when the um, TransCanada application first came in for the presidential permit. She used that as an excuse to not express a view about the project for a long time. Just recently, though, she came off the fence and said, I would block it. If I'm president, I'm not going to let this thing go ahead. And it's pretty clear that if any other plausible Democratic uh, contender uh, got the nomination, they would also block the project. The Republicans, on the other hand, are almost uniformly in favor. We've had some quite, uh, I would say, slightly confusing statements from Donald Trump on the issue, where he sort of said he talked about wanting to get more oil from Canada. I I didn't quite think I understood that. But... uh, if you look at all the other candidates, if you look at what Ben Carson has said, what Marco Rubio said, what Carly Fiorina said, Jeb Bush and so on, all of them basically are just pretty straight, explicitly, we are in favor of this project, we would let it go ahead. And so if any of them win that uh, presidential election next year, it's pretty clear that TransCanada would get the answer it wants. Ed, one last question. Justin Trudeau, the new Prime Minister of Canada, during his campaign, he was quite a supporter of the Keystone XL pipeline, but he's also quite an advocate for climate policy. Is there any speculation about what this could mean for the viability of Keystone in Canada? Um, There has been speculation, and there's still, uh, uh, as you suggest, a lot of uncertainty about uh, his policies, given um, government's still not formed and so on. I mean, I think the important thing about the context here is to think about climate policy and the campaign over climate change. The reason Keystone XL has become so controversial is because it would, as I was saying earlier, because it would enable increased production from the Canadian oil sands. And the Canadian oil sands, apart from just being fossil fuel and oil, which, of course, does uh, create greenhouse gas emissions when they're burned, there is a particular issue with that kind of oil because it's associated with higher greenhouse gas emissions. Right. It's heavier, is that right? Yeah, well, it's heavier. And the crucial thing is that it um, it takes a lot of energy to get it out of the oil. Exactly. You have to do various things. You have to heat it. You either have to kind of pump steam uh, underground 
uh, so that you, so you can get the oil out, or you dig it out and mix it up with sand, and then you have to heat it up, add it to hot water to separate the oil out of the sand, all those kind of things. So that's quite an energy-intensive process, therefore it leads to higher greenhouse gas emissions. Therefore, it's a particular target for environmental campaigners, and that's really why there's been uh, such a huge campaign uh, in the United States in order to try and stop the project going ahead. And that's really been sort of the pressure on, on President Obama that's made him hold off from making a decision. So the big question then for um, uh, Justin Trudeau is how he uh, relates to that. He's, again, as you say, on the one hand, he talks about being in favor of Keystone XL. On the other hand, he also talks about uh, wanting to address the threat of climate change, wanted to do something to curb greenhouse gas emissions. So how he reconciles those two imperatives is going to be very interesting. And that's something I think a lot of people will be watching for uh, over the coming months as his governments get formed and his uh, policy statements become clear. Well, thank you so much, Ed, for joining me. Thank you very much. You can read the full story at ft.com forward slash Keystone. 